Did you actually watch this video today? I didn't watch the video, no. I heard the audio. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I heard, I heard the audio. Why? I, I didn't know you heard it. I just thought yeah. you, you might say it's fake before you ever heard it. Oh, no, no. I, I listened it. to it. I didn't watch it, but uh, but I listened to it. I just, I know how popular the David after dentist was, and uh, I thought that maybe, you know, parents are out there trying to. I mean, kids say crazy things. True. When I got the colonoscopy, I was I was high-fiving the doctors. I didn't have colon cancer. I mean, you do weird things when you wake up from that kind of thing. You high five the doctors? Yeah, uh, Phoebe told me afterwards. <laughs> She's like, hey, remember when you high five the doctor and he told you that you were okay? It's pretty awesome. Like, he said you were okay, and then you high-fived him, or yeah. you just like... Yeah. I was like, am I good? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, just an in, uh, internal hemorrhoid. And I guess I went to go give him a high-five, and he was a bit taken aback by that move. Because you have internal hemorrhoids, probably. <laughs> no, no, no. He sees that stuff all the time. Did you at least say high-five? <laughs> I don't remember how I did it, but you're not thinking clearly when you wake up from uh, anesthesia. Internal? Dude, we talked about this before. I know, but, uh, you know, the external ones, those are... Uh... Those are a little rough. I've said too much. Here's a girl. What's scared. going on here? Nothing. You, you here we got go. Him? For Donald Trump or Hillary? Oh, my God. Donald Trump is the redneck leader. He's going to take you away from me. Why would he take me away? And why because would... the redneck people are going to take us away from here. Oh, my God. He is the redneck. Oh, my God. And he looks like an orange. I think his parents were so ugly. They gave birth to an ugly person. What am I going to do? What? Why do you not do anything? Oh, my God. He's going to kick me out. He's going to kick all of us out you're, of here. You're a U.S.-born citizen. Where is he going to kick you? You were born in Utah. Is this blood from the Red Sox? No, it's blood from your surgery. Just hold on. I got to get you home. Clean you up. It's just blood from the rednecks. Okay, I take it back. Now that I see the video, she's real. It's there's, definitely real. There's no way she's making that up. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's <laughs> real. I mean. She has a legitimate reason to be concerned. I want to hear that again. For Donald Trump or Hillary? Oh, my God. Donald Trump is the redneck leader. He's going to take you away from me. Why would he take me away? And why because would... the redneck people are going to take us away from here. Oh, my God. He is the redneck. Oh, my God. And he looks like an orange. I think his parents were so ugly. That's they nice. gave birth to an ugly person. What am I going to do? What? Why do you not do anything? Oh, my God. He's going to kick me out. He's going to kick all of us out. You're, you're a U.S.-born citizen. Where is he going to kick you? You were born in Utah. Is this blood from the Red Sox? No, it's blood from your surgery. Just hold on. I got to get you home. Clean you up. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Blood from the Red Oh, that is great. All right, we got a little What's Good with Garabo next. Uh, we also have Elizabeth Banks, A-list actress, director, producer. You having some problems back there? Just, uh, you know, you know when they tell you not to strain? Yeah. I've done. You need to get a squatty potty. I have a squatty potty. If you if you strain on a squatty potty, it's still straining. Yeah. You got the roids. How bad? Bad? Dude, I almost called in sick last week. What? Because oh, of the roids? Do last we need, week? Do we need to get you one of those little like donut uh, donuts? Do you have one? For the chair? I, I mean, I'm sure Target does. They have jelly? Are, they, are they internal or external? The second one that you said. <laughs> oh. How do you know? 
Oh, you, you know. You, you saw? You don't You don't have any ointment? I, I got the ointment and I got the pads. You got anybody to apply the ointment? God, ointment's a gross word. I would, yeah, no, I know. Oint, ointment is one of the worst words ever. But it's so, it's so soothing, though. It, it, it is soothing. Uh, I can't ask anyone to do that. Would you rather go with the salve? Oint. You want Nikki to apply no, it? No, I, I wouldn't even ask my son to do it. I wouldn't even ask no, anyone. No, but it's just like a quick little... It, it, there's nothing quick. It's got like a big, like, you know, nozzle on it. I had to use it. I know, and you have to read, you have to wash that nozzle. How long are you... And don't put it near your toothpaste. How long are you sitting on the toilet? It Is was, that it? I, w- I was playing song pop, and... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, if you sit too long, I, man. I, I, thank you. Yeah. I strained. And stress, too, can cause it, And I've been under that. And you're yeah. still, you know, you're still... Did you, did, I'm on the tail end of it, no pun intended. Did you, uh, you know, soak it in the bath? Yes. After every, after every BM, I go sit in the bathtub. <gasps> and then guess what? After we finished breakfast on Sunday, my son said, you want to go for a bike ride? And everything was almost taken care of. But I can't say no to a bike ride with my son. Well, sometimes you can. I should have. But I like to encourage exercise. I can't believe we're talking about this. I'm so disgusted with myself. You know, here's the thing, Garabo. A lot of people have it, but nobody talks about it. Now, I don't think we should necessarily do long-winded breaks about it on the radio. But I I had to go get a colonoscopy at at 33 because I thought something was wrong with me. And it was internal hemorrhoids. People got to bring this out in the open. You're not alone. I feel alone. And disgusting and painful. It, it is disgusting and it is painful, but you're not it, alone. It's an unnecessary amount of pain, too. And if, it, it is. And if you Google, they tell you you could you gotta with the, with if, the, if you, you got external ones, you gotta push you gotta push them back. Oh, I didn't know you was gonna. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought you. I thought you were gonna say you gotta pop them. No. Oh my God, no! Can we do um push it back Wednesdays where <laughs> we bring somebody in here? And, no. And we'll give no. them crazy town tickets. I, 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 not even if they paid me a million. Yeah, it it's, it's a very intimate you. moment. It would do a lot to get keep that bit going. <laughs> it is. It is the worst. Paid you? I bet you could talk to people for the next hour that would come in here and do that for I you. I don't want them to. Well, like a nurse. Nurses have to do that. Oh, they do yeah. all kinds of nasty stuff. That's an easy day at work for yeah. a nurse. Pushing someone's hemorrhoids. They back love in. it. Yeah. Nurses Nothing. get off on helping people. Man, I it, it, this has been like the worst medically thing, medical thing to happen, and it's and it's going on a week. No, now. you're fine, man. It's fine. You haven't complained about it once, Seth, so it's okay. Seth is the only person I told about uh, it the day after it happened, and I told uh, him not to bring it up on the air. And you brought it up yourself. I know. Maybe I was ready to talk about you it. You know what's going to happen from now until the day you're off the radio? You're going to get people going, oh, man, what'd you take for those? I think I got them. <laughs> I'm now hemorrhoid guy. Yeah, you are. You're the you're the leader. You got to be some. Somebody's got to be some. You're the roid leader of Tampa Bay. Well, it's good to know that hey, you man, guys are behind me. You're not alone, dude. You're That's not alone. Fine, thanks. Well, yours were internal, mine are external. Yeah. So mine, mine didn't hurt. We got the hemorrhoid <laughs> thing covered. They didn't hurt? No. Oh, you love son of a bitch. A, a, I haven't a, looked. A quarter? I, I, died. I, I feel like it's between a nickel and a quarter. They probably feel bigger than they actually are. Okay. So they're small. Oh, uh, thank you. Someone tweeted me, you are not alone after on the radio. Is it a woman? Hashtag roid rage. It's definitely not a woman. Okay. It's a bro with a backwards baseball cap. <laughs> Frenchie Largo, shout out your sexy hemorrhoid. Oh, man. So, you know, you know, like the guys that listen to the show and they go home and they talk about it to their wives and their wives don't care. And I'll be like, hey, honey, Drew Garabo has hemorrhoids. They talked about it on the radio. Oh, see, all I can think about is the people on the Franklin Bridge going, what's on the Eagle? <laughs> see what uh, classic rock is being played. Yeah, this in. is real life stuff, okay? Well, it's real painful stuff. And uh, I'm glad I finally got this off my ass you're right yeah maybe you should stand more i should probably sit less actually you've been sitting you sit for four hours a day that can't help what where exactly are they situated like are you on my butt yeah, yeah, but like, 
like can uh, you like four o'clock? Okay, all right. <laughs> you, you, I don't think sitting down. It's, and it's not you. them. I think there's like one. I think and, I'm and he's pretty you big. Sit down. You, yeah, but you too. are leaning to the right. Right. A bit. Yeah. Okay, I, okay. I've shifted my my posture because uh, oh man, I can't believe we're, I'm so mortified. <laughs> you brought it up. Like like every message I send to my girl is just like. I, I am a disgusting human being. She's like, there are millions of people who suffer from this. Millions. Oh, this is normal, man. I mean, That's what not, she tries yeah, to tell me. Nothing to be ashamed. Like, nobody about. talks about it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even want her to do anything to me because I'm like, I got a, I got a bum full of preparation age. Like, yeah, oh, you got to take a week off of that. That's too, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you know, like I feel like I'm on my period. You sleep on your stomach. Thank you. Is this why we're taking the rest of the week off? <laughs> no. Whoa, is that it? Man, that must be bad. No, it's meet your teacher day tomorrow. You know what? Thursday. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, we would, we would do it. Thank you, guys. You're very good. I think you got to stand up for, for the show today and tomorrow. I should probably. Yeah. I'm in a bad way. You should get somebody to pop them for Oh, God, just the thought. Just get you get a needle and get some alcohol and then get a lighter. I, the first day, I couldn't even sleep. I, I, I literally woke up every hour. Oh, man. I can't believe we're talking about this. Push it back Wednesday. Let me know. Okay. Push it. 727-579-1025. Oh, uh, ha, 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 ha. Candyman said, uh, I hear push it back Wednesday is a real pain in the ass to schedule. It's a good one. An unmistakable voice. A dashingly handsome front man, I say, as an allegedly heterosexual male. A man responsible for phenomenal hits like Semi-Charmed Life, Graduate, Jumper, How's It Gonna Be, Never Let You Go, and more. His new song, Cop versus Phone Girl, is the one you're hearing right now. Ladies and gentlemen, frontman for Third Eye Blind, Mr. Stephen Jenkins joins us right now. Hey, Stephen, how are you, man? Okay, Drew. First of all, this is the this is the seventeenth um, um, interview I've done today, and I want you to know that bar none and by far, that was like the best intro. Well, it's so your intro is so far ahead that like there like I can't even think of second place. Well, I'm really uh, I'm very flattered. Thank you. It's all downhill from here, Stephen. I like to uh, shoot my proverbial wad early and then uh, wallow in mediocrity for the uh, rest of the interview. So thank you for that. But uh, I meant every word. You uh, you are a tremendous frontman. You define frontman in my opinion. Uh, the way you carry yourself, the hits that you have produced, and what you did in Cleveland forever endeared you to me in the world of provocateurs of uh, of the world. Did you have a set plan before you went on stage that night to go, "Hey, look, we're going to poke and prod a couple of these uh, a couple of these blind sheep in the audience who don't believe in science and we're going to withhold semi-charmed life." Or was it something that you kind of said, "I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants, Stephen Jenkins?" Well, I mean, isn't that kind of what rock and roll is supposed to be for? Is it like Aren't we supposed to be like provoking something? It's like, you know, kind of. Isn't it supposed to be some mischief? I mean, I'm not a song and dance man, so um, <laughs> that that's like part for the course for us. But for me, no, I didn't have a plan. We went there in support of the uh, musicians on call. That's the thing we were supposed to do, and and uh, and then I just kind of went with the evening as it occurred to me, and. Uh, <laughs> We were making the set list up on the fly, and we thought it was a good set. Absolutely. Great. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and you know, uh, when you mentioned mischief in rock and roll, yeah, it's a t- it's a time honored tradition when you mention mischief in rock and roll, whether it's Led Zeppelin throwing furniture out of a window and doing things with fish and groupies, or the Rolling Stones refusing to change the lyrics of their songs. Mischief is something that is sadly missing from the current state of rock and roll. So I salute you for bringing it back. And did you know that you would make the headlines the next day that you, Stephen Jenkins, would be one of the trending topics in the United States of America when it came to the Republican National Convention? No, not at all. We went backstage afterwards and we were like, wait a second, what just happened? And my uh, my keyboard player, Alex, got on Twitter and he goes, hey, we're the number two trending topic on Twitter. I'm like, what? And it just kind of went from there. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Nobody got hurt. It's all good. Like, it's like, come on, people. Right. Like, the biggest thing you're guilty of is asking who believes in science and having the uh, cojones to not sing Semi-Charmed Life, which I imagine for you guys to take the stage and not do that song, probably a little bit refreshing for you, right? You know, like... Sometimes we play um, shows, like like we played a, a show, uh, an after-party show, and it was small. It was like, it was like 900, 1,000 people uh, at a club in, in uh, Chicago, and it, it sold out in like 20 minutes. So those people are experts, and they really want to hear all the, the deep cuts. They want, to hear, they want to hear songs they haven't heard for a while. They want to hear demos. So we played a completely different set. And then the next day at Lollapalooza, um, you know, we played, we played, but uh, <laughs> we played Semi Charm Life there. And it was great. It was like, I, I love playing it because you can see like all these people just like, just feel the sense of joy. So sure. Um, different things, different times, you know? Absolutely. We're speaking with Stephen Jenkins, frontman for Third Eye Blind. Speaking of not playing your hits, I have a, I have kind of an unpopular take. I'm a I'm somewhat of a Radiohead fan. I'm not a gigantic radio fan, but I'm a, I'm a big enough fan to go see them in concert. And they haven't played Creep for years. And when people who aren't maybe even casual Radiohead fans go to see them in concert, of course, that's the one song they want to see. And to me, there's a joy in seeing a bunch of thick neck frat bros pissed off when they're leaving a Radiohead show because they didn't do that one song that they know. Do you, as an artist... Do you feel an obligation when you're playing to a group of maybe casual fans to play the hits, or do you kind of see Tom York and Radiohead's point in withholding the song that they're somewhat embarrassed of? I'm not embarrassed by our music at all, and I, I I like playing hits, and I like it when people like all you know stand up for their jams. I think it's great. I don't I don't have any issue with that at all. It's just it just depends on what we're playing at the time. My thing is. This, I try to be as authentic and present and fierce and alive as possible in those two hours or, or you know, 90 minutes or, or 60 minutes, whatever that time is that we have. I try to just show up and throw down and be real with people. And then that's when that moment is eligible to just take off. And um, so, you know, we play the music that fits with those moments. Got you. We're speaking with Stephen Jenkins, Third Eye Blind. 
Third Eye Blind formed in 1993, played small gigs around the Bay Area for years, and then signed in 96 to Electra Records. In those three years before you got signed, were there any moments, Stephen, where you struggled with continuing as a band, or did you know that if you just kept true to what you guys were doing, that your break would come? No, I struggled every moment. We lived on floor. I lived on a, I lived in a cleaning closet for a while, and and uh, it was a constant struggle. Um, we would get, you know, we'd get gigs, and then like I'd have the band fall apart, um, like day of the gig, lose my drummer or something like that, lose like like lose a bass player, and and then you'd start all over again. So uh. no, um, I am like, you know, I will forever be down with bands who are who are just you know grinding it out in their hopes of um of um reaching people with music i get that world gotcha where uh when we announced that you were going to be on the show i had someone tweet me uh and ask me to ask you about the story of uh slow motion and uh and changing the lyrics along uh, a legendary tale of the label asking you hey look can we maybe not this make so much about drugs is that a true story did they ask you to change the lyrics oh they didn't want uh Alexa didn't want that on the record at all and they were they were like you know they they basically banned that song uh, from going on our lp and i'm so glad you asked about that because you know, when we play, most of my fans are about 17 to, I don't know, 30, and they um, they weren't even around for a lot of them. I mean, a lot of the younger fans weren't even around for MTV stuff. They find their music in different ways, and Slow Motion is actually one of the biggest songs we play in a night. I mean, I played, what, we played Bonnaroo. They know every single word of those songs. So they make them just virally... Uh, into their own hits, and I love that. I love it how that sort of percolated up to the top. Sure. We're speaking with Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. Uh, their new song, Cop versus Phone Girl, is available everywhere. With Spotify and iTunes the way it is right now, how have you seen the record industry change from when you came up in 93 when CDs were everything, radio play was everything, and, and touring, to where you are right now? I'm sure you make uh, a good amount of your money with touring and merch, but how has Spotify and things like that uh, changed things for you as an artist when it comes to commercial success and financial stability? Well, it's meant that there's a lot more access to music, so our audience is probably bigger now than it's ever been, which is some people find surprising. I certainly do. Right. Um, and it's, I think it's, it is definitely in part due um, to the fact that people have much more access to music and they have much more immediate access to it as well. So discovery and distribution is, is way better in music. And I think that there's some really positive stuff for that, especially for a band like mine where, you know, as a musician, I measure a lot of things more based on happiness quotient than, than, um, um, you know, the need to make the rent. But I've got a lot of friends who are in bands, um, uh, where it's really hard for them to, um, you know, to keep it to keep it rolling and keep it developing um, at the state that they're at, because um, most music now is free. Right. So they get they can have people hearing it, but those guys, you know, they still got to make the rent. They got to they got to get gas in the uh, 
in the van so they can take it down the road and um, it becomes hard for them. So, you know, I think the world's still shaking out. There's positive aspects to it, negative aspects to it. For me, I feel a lot more freedom. Nobody tells me what to do. And that's kind of why I got into music for the first place. So, Understood. You know, I like the times we're living in right now, Amon. Yeah, me too. Uh, Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind. I'm going to tell you something that I'm sure approximately 75,000 people have told you in personal encounters, and that is a personal connection to one of your songs, and that is uh, I lost a friend to uh, to suicide about 13, 14 years ago, and I cannot hear Jumper on the radio without breaking down and sobbing and thinking of my friend Mark Foster. It's a beautiful song. It's a song that makes you realize the despair that you feel when a friend of yours is suffering. And anytime I hear you sing that, wish you could step back off that ledge, my friend, uh, it reaches me to my core. And that's that's the power of music. And I want to thank you for, albeit a painful one, creating a song that I can emotionally connect with like that. So thank you for that. And uh, congratulations on a storied career, my friend. Hey, Drew, thank you so much for saying that. And, and I really... I, I really, um, I feel it, and I'm, I'm sorry you lost a friend, and I think that that song, Jumper, is something that's happened with it is the refrain of it about understand, to say, like, I would understand. That song's become sort of exalted to, um, because I think we have so much more understanding and a sense of inclusion for each other than we give each other credit for. So I hope over time that that song um, starts to feel something joyous for you as well. It will, man. Thanks for the time, Stephen. Con- uh, continued success to you. Uh, everybody check out Cop versus Phone Girl. And uh, since we are the last stop on your radio tour, go get on your motorcycle and do something fun. And uh, and thank you very much. Have a great week. All right, dude. Thank you so much. You got it, man. Take care.